your store's name is Home Entertainment. That kind of encompasses everything. That kind of opens the door for you in so many ways to do things like, you know, adding outdoor grills and, and other outdoor experiences to kind of what you do. Yeah, it was kind of funny how it happened that way, you know. I mean, when we started the business in 1997, I thought, I don't know what to call a business. And, and my mother, she just said, well, why don't you just call it Brad's TV? And I said, well, Brad's Home Entertainment, because we're actually putting entertainment in people's houses. I, would, I never dreamed of all of this. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. Today, we take a quick little trip out to Mountain Home, Arkansas to get to know a little bit more about Brad Elbrader, who's the owner and operator of Brad's Home Entertainment. Uh, they're in a small little town of just a few thousand folks and uh, out there in Arkansas. And Brad is a member of HTSN um, and has been in business since 1997. We got introduced to him through a project we're working on for our 50th anniversary here at Nationwide Marketing Group. But, uh, you know, long story short, Brad um, almost experienced a situation where you know he could have gone out of business before it really got up and off the ground. I mean, just a, about two years into owning Brad's Home Entertainment, a fire tore through his store and completely uh, brought it down to the ground and um, essentially wiped out everything he had going on. But you know, through some luck, uh, some good connections, and and a lot of help in his community, you know, was able to pick himself back up and and get started. And I mean, not just you know, get started again, but did so in a tremendously fast pace, uh, you know, was up basically, according to Brad, as he tells us, within a week, uh, you know, found himself a new location and got up and rolling again. And now here we are, you know, almost 24, well, 22 years later from the incident. And uh, he's a thriving business there in, in a small town in uh, middle America. So uh, just an awesome story, one that, you know, like we said, caught our eye, but so much more to him. I mean, Brad's Home Entertainment started as a, a business that was just selling TVs and antennas and, and, you know, basically pulling cables and doing what you'd expect a, a, an integrator and re slash retailer to do during that time, but has evolved. You know, he now sells outdoor, is in on home automation, has so many different aspects to his business that the way he tells it, you know, he couldn't have dreamed about back then. So just a, a great story, one that we were excited to um, fall upon and, and learn a little bit more about and, you know, obviously excited to share here on the podcast. So, Let's just go ahead and dive into it. We got Brad Elbrader of Brad's Home Entertainment here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, excited right now, uh, diving out into uh, Mountain Home, Arkansas to talk with uh, Brad's Home Entertainment and, and owner over there at, at Brad's Entertainment, Brad Elbrader. So Brad, I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and checking in this morning and, and uh, you, know, get, you know, peeling back the covers and letting us see a little bit more about you and your business. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Not a problem. And, and you know, I, let, let's start right there. Um, you know, I know you guys, you started in, correct me if I'm wrong, 1997. So a, a little over... You know, 2024-ish years ago? Yeah, 1997 is when I started my own business. Uh, I actually started in this field in 1985. I went straight out of high school and went into a Votech for electronics and took a 
two years schooling, but I did it in a year and a half because I crunched the summers too. Instead of everybody out having fun, I was actually doing schoolwork. But uh, I, yeah, I worked for another company for several years, and uh, there was a divorce in that in that situation as far as the people who owned it. It kind of turned that business upside down. So I decided, hey, this is a good time for me to do this on my own. <laughs> no, nah, not sounds, you know, obviously pick up on a good opportunity. But I want to go back a little further because, you know, not too long ago, uh, you know, we had a podcast on here with another, um, you know, HTSN member. And I, I always love asking because, you know, you mentioned you went to Votech school. Something had to, there had to be some bug that bit you with electronics that got you really excited or invested in it and interested in it. So what, can you pinpoint the, the time when you realized that you thought, you know, this could be more than a hobby or, or maybe when that hobby, you, you caught the bug from that hobby? Actually, it was just one of those things out of school. I thought, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I thought, you know, I like tinkering with electronics. I, I love the electronics world of uh, technology. I just, I just love the technology industry. Of course, technology was kind of boring back then because you had a picture tube TV uh, or a picture tube TV or a picture tube TV. You know, there, there was none of this exciting stuff. And so I, I decided I was going to go to school and learn it. And I actually got into the uh, repair end of it's where I really started at it. And uh, so I learned to repair TVs and I did that for years and I still do it somewhat. Of course, it's nothing like the old days. But uh, it, after I got out of school and got into it, the, the bug really hit me of, hey, I like this. I love it. And uh, to be honest with you, oh, several years ago, before Flat Panel came out, I started getting bored with it because nothing's changed. And then when LED Flat Panel or LCD back then hit uh, the Flat Panel industry, it got exciting again and just started rolling. No, that's awesome. And wh we'll talk about that path. I mean, starting a, in service, did you ever imagine out of uh, Votex school that you'd end up owning your own business? And, and, you know, part two to that is what was that path like to get from, you know, doing just repairs to, to owning? Well, you know, living in a small town, I, I kind of had in the back of my mind, I wanted to have my own business someday. I love the area I live in. It's a smaller town, like 30,000 people or so. And it's rolling mountains and, and lakes and rivers around here. And it's kind of a slow pace and I just love the area I live in and I didn't want to have to move off or travel a lot on the road so hey when I was repairing TVs and then started my own business repairing TVs and doing satellite and antenna work one day I just woke up and thought hey you know what I'm just gonna start sticking a few TVs in the little tiny showroom I had back then I think I had a thousand square foot building so wow. that's where I started selling TVs also and then I kind of went from that to expanding on it and bringing in more and more product and having to move of course. <laughs> right. And well, let's let's talk about that evolution, because I mean, when you guys started, it, it was just you mentioned the antennas and, and TVs. Um, you know, what what kind of uh, was that it was was that it before you started expanding and, and following up on that? What do you do? Like, how do you know what to expand into? What 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 things are you keeping an eye on as you look to add more categories and, and products to you know what you're doing? Yeah, we did like antenna work and satellite work. And I did some pre-wiring of homes for audio, which, you know, back then was kind of basic. It wasn't like today, you yeah. know, uh, but it just started evolving more and more. And, and it got to the point that, you know, I was working through the day and then I closed the store at three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'd go out and do service calls, pull wire, antenna work. And 
then when I moved into a new location and started selling a lot more TVs, I started hiring people and, uh, you know, started getting other guys involved in pulling the wires and going out and doing the labor work. And it just kept evolving more and more and more. And I will say the buying group nationwide helped me through this a lot. And I'll say, especially in the last several years since, uh, you know, they kind of changed things up and made the HPSN group and, and Hank took over that part. And it's really evolved since then with him. And, and the advisory boards the group has, they, they allowed me to be on the uh, advisory board. I remember when Dave Robinson started these CE advisory boards in our group years ago, he walked up to me one day and he said, hey, I got an idea. I want to start an advisory board. I was like, well, that sounds cool. He goes, we're going to do it for each division, electronics, appliances. And he goes, uh, I said, that sounds like a really good idea. And he goes, I'm glad you like it because you're on it. So that's how I kind of got pulled into that one. So, uh, but now the industry just kept moving on and on. And and we started doing so much outdoor. Well, we got into control four, Right. um, And that really started taking off for us, the home automation world, especially the last several years. But after we got involved with that, we started doing so many outdoor living areas as far as putting in TV, uh, putting in audio systems. You know, I can remember several years we, we did a, a complete home. I mean, gigantic home. They had the swimming pool. And we actually put uh, subwoofers in the ground, of course, you know, uh, and yep. we made this system to where when you crank it up, if it's a nice calm day, you can see the ripples on our swimming pool. And I, I thought, this is cool. This is what it's all about. This is, and I have an awesome tech named Chris uh, Fairchild, who is just, if you put a problem in front of him, people having, you know, a problem of, we want to do this, but we don't know how to do it. He loves that kind of situation because he, he thrives in making things work and making them work awesome. He just loves the, the industry like that. So we have fun. How, uh, you know, you talk about all those things. And I, I mean, the thing that I, my mind goes back to is that a lot of it was, you know, early on, just pulling wires. How much has that changed and, and how much have you had to educate yourself on all these new technologies? And, and I mean, does it kind of all still, revo- you know, relate back to that or is, is it a lot different today than, than, I mean, it is a lot different with all the different technologies and home automation and things like that. But, you know, the core of what you do, um, how much of that has changed? The basics, of course, you know, pulling cables, that's still basic, you know, but the only what's really changed is when you talk about basics of pulling cable is back then it was a coax and a speaker wire. Now it's cat five, cat yep. six, you know, and, and you have to know about Zigbee technology and, and Wi-Fi technology. And you got to know about networking. And it's it's just expanded so much now that you don't know this little pinpoint thing that you're doing. You got to know the whole realm around it, but you have to know how to take that pinpoint and make it work with all of this. And you know, I'll even say there's some weird things that we started doing that <laughs> really take, took off because, we, like I said, we were doing the outdoor systems so much and the control systems even for outside that one day I got to sit there looking on the guy's back deck and I thought, well, he has a grill. So I decided to bring in Traeger grills and people started saying, well, I thought you was an electronics store. Now you're bringing in grills. I'm like, well, we're doing so much outdoor technology that Everybody has a grill on their back deck. Why not try it? And since then, that that business has blown up too. It's just it's gigantic. Well, that that's one of the things I the thing that struck me was this, your store's name is Home Entertainment. I mean, I you know that 
that kind of encompasses everything. It's yes, you, your core business might have been years ago TVs and and antennas and things like that, and still today, you know, it, it's it's the audio and and networking and things like that. But all, it's it's home entertainment. Like how that kind of opens the door for you in so many ways to do things like you you mentioned. You know, adding outdoor grills and and other outdoor, uh, you know, it is electronics, but other outdoor experiences to kind of what you do it was that i mean is that sort of the way you think about it too yeah it was kind of funny how it happened that way you know i mean when we started the business in 1997 i thought i don't know what to call a business and and my mother that she just said well why don't you just call it brad's home entertainment or she <laughs> said brad's tv then i said well brad's home entertainment because we're actually putting entertainment in people's houses well i would i never dreamed of all of this going on now i mean you think of a grill you know like i said trigger grills is we our number one selling grill but even they are technology driven now to where you know their wi-fi connected and their headquarters can push software down into their system so hey to make that work on a back deck do you have good internet on your back deck do you have an awesome network so we we can actually make that happen for people so we can even expand on just a grill it's funny how, you know, everything kind of falls back to the tech category in one way or another. I, you know, even furniture today, I, I know you guys have a, a small selection of, you know, home entertainment and home theater furniture, but like you're seeing USB cables pop up into them. I was just waiting for the Wi-Fi recliner that you can hit a button on your phone and it, you know, kind of like cars, you have the memory settings for who driver one, driver two is hit a button and you get your favorite recline position. I, I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> You dream it, it's going to happen. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So talk about, you know, the importance of it. I know that, you know, obviously they're your number one um, selling grill, but the, I, I know that especially within the last year and a half, uh, Traeger has kind of meant a lot to you and, and what you were able to do as, as a business kind of working through this pandemic. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and just what they brought to the table for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll say that uh, between Traeger and Samsung, our business since the pandemic just like skyrocketed. I will say several years ago, we were actually struggling. I mean, it was bad, bad times. I had to uh, pull money from different places just to keep this business going. And then out of the blue, a bunch of these bids I had done years before started popping in. Uh, I'll even say this, you think of Brad's home entertainment and you think of residential, but we even started expanding more into the business realm of it, the commercial end of it. And that, it just, everything hit at once. I hate to, I hate to say the pandemic was a good thing because it's horrible. I mean, I don't right. wish it on nobody. And I've actually got a tech right now who's in pretty bad shape from it. But um, it, it was, it was a boost for us. I mean, it just, our business since the pandemic took off. And we had a record year last year. And most of that was driven by Traeger and Samsung. And when I looked at last year, I thought, wow, that was a better year. Surely it's going to slow down. Well, every month so far this year has broke last year's record for the same month. So wow. it just keeps going on and on and on. And, and Traeger, you know, here, here in a few weeks, well, uh, six, eight weeks, I will be uh, either person going flying out to Utah or by Zoom, we'll be going over what the new products are that they're going to announce uh, here for next year. So Samsung this year, they came out with their Neo QLED. So yeah. they've done an awesome job of creating another buzz. You know, I, 
8K to me is is not that big of a buzz because there's just not that much pushing 8K. I felt like we're talking right. about 4K several years ago now, but that's just the way it is. You know, we sell a few 8K TVs, but we sell more of, hey, here's the new product, the Neo QA. And people are wanting what is new in the market. Have there been challenges to that? It sounds crazy because, you know, you're doing so well um, and, and businesses, you're seeing the boost in the business. Is it Has it been a struggle? Because I know a lot of retailers right now talk about the product and supply chain issues that they're facing. Are, are you having those same challenges? And and if so, you know, what, what's it like to manage them or what are you doing to, to manage them? Well, you know, used to we'd order TVs and uh, we would get the products in in two or three days. Now it might take a week sometimes, but uh, Samsung's done a pretty good job of keeping us with product, uh, this platinum program that Hank and, and, and Jim Mayo designed between the two of them, it's an awesome program for everybody. And I, it's really been beneficial for us. And, you know, the, the only drawbacks I see is we have some issues with some product. There's some other manufacturers out there that they take two weeks to get us a product. And I just, and they say, well, what you need to do is order now and, you know, knowing what you're going to do in two weeks. Well, nobody has a clue what they're going to be doing in two weeks. And the fluctuation of pricing goes up and down so much on these products that you could end up upside, upside down if you stock a bunch of this stuff. So we just try to rely on Samsung because they've been really good at getting us what we need when we need it. Uh, Traeger's been good since we're a platinum dealer with them. They've been very good at getting me product as I need it. So uh, the furniture industry or our TV cabinets, I will say that is the hardest industry right now. I usually have a showroom full of furniture. And right now I've got like five or six pieces and it looks empty. Uh, kind of weird looking in here, but that's just the way of the world right now. And, uh, you know, we're thinking and hoping that by the end of this year, a lot of that will be turned around too. Do your customer, as they come in, do your customers understand that? Like, are they, I don't want to say accepting of the, that fact, but do they, they kind of, you know, sympathize with the fact that they know what's going on. And so that it's, it's not, it's not something that catches them off guard. Like why are you, why are your furniture pieces so few? Most definitely. Uh, people are hearing it all over. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of people when they come in and they kind of look around, it's not, it's kind of funny because it's to the point of they'll kind of look around and the wife says, well, I kind of like that one. He says, well, let's get it because you can find nothing else. Um, <laughs> They are understanding to it. They know, you know, they know what's going on out there. They've heard it before. So pe most people are understanding. There are a couple, you know, you always have one or two people that want to show their self and try to make you feel like I'm, you know, like I'm the jerk because I don't have everything they need. But <laughs> most people are understanding. Gotcha. Well, I want to shift a little bit because we, we've been talking about, um, you know, just inherently the the install business that you have. How important was that to you prior to the pandemic? And then, you know, did that shift at all? What did it become more important or or less important? You know, over the past eighteen months. Yeah, over the last eighteen months, you know, uh, the way I do my scheduling, uh, we might be two or three days out when people walk in here. Uh, after the pandemic hit, it's like. We had a constant pipeline that never shut off. It just kept going and going and going. And it's a good thing, but also it's a bad thing. Unfortunately, now it's to the point of people come in and it, like we got several houseboats, which I'd never dreamed we'd be doing control <laughs> wow. on houseboats, but 
we do have a lot of houseboats with control systems. We got several people out there that we've done told we're two months before we're ever going to get to you. Wow. And and they're understanding that most of them are understanding that because there again, they know they may be building a house somewhere and you know the builders are getting delayed. And and so when we say we're this far out on, on doing service, they understand what why, you know, it's it's weird. It's a it's a different world out <laughs> there right now. People are wanting to spend more time. If they have to spend more time sitting in their house, they want the best products. They want it to work the best way it can, the easiest way it can. And and hey, it's 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 great for people who will actually put the time in. And I'll say if you have a business out there and you have technicians, it's super important to keep them up to date too. Get them to class schooling. You know, uh, Hank and his team have these classes you can do online. Uh, CD, the CDA program we've started now. That's a great program. So. There's avenues out there for training right now, which is very important. And I, for sure. And I know, you know, we've heard a lot of great things, I think, early on just about what even just the potential, because I know I've, everyone in this space knows CDA and knows what they bring to the table. But uh, getting to partner up with them, I know, has um, done some things and given some people opportunities that maybe maybe they hadn't thought about or or didn't want to you know, consider the investment over there. But the the partnership and getting that membership, I know, is there's been a lot of positive early returns on that. So um, definitely something to, to hear, you know, excited to hear that you, you guys are thinking about that as well. And um, you know, I, I want to go back to almost the beginning of your business because it all, you know, there was a, a time uh, where, you know, you're two years old as, as a company and you had some, a, a crazy situation. Um, you know, I, I mean, how close during, let's just put it out there. There was a fire at Brad's home entertainment. You guys were located in a strip mall at that time? In- yeah, we were in a small strip center. And um, yeah, we was only a couple, like you say, I was I was still on the bottle back then. <laughs> bottle fit about a business, you know, learning ins and outs. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if you could get into the, the what's and why's, but like as that's happening, you know, what what's the thought going through your head? Yeah, you know, how did, what, I guess, what is that time like when you find out that your your business is on fire? Well, actually, I found out by, it was like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, my phone rings, and it's a call that you know this isn't good when your phone rings then, but <laughs> all I heard was, this is so-and-so with the Mountain Home Fire Department, and your business is on fire. Oh, man. And so I jumped out of bed, and by the time, I was about 10 minutes from my store back then, and by the time I got to the store, they pretty much had it out, but I could tell there was nothing there inside. It was gutted. Did they know at that point? What did it? At that it, point in time, they knew where it started, um, but they did not know why. And they first thought it might have been a, I had a surge protector there and they thought it might have failed. Well, come to find out months later after they did a uh, investigation that whoever did the actual electrical work in that building forgot to ground my building. So there was no ground to the building and that caused the issue. Wow. Uh, I mean, like we said, a year and a half, uh, almost two years old. What, what's the, I, like, do you think this is it? Do you think uh, that's, that's it for the business or, or what, what's kind of going through your head? Well, as I walked up there, of course, my world was falling around me, you know, and I could remember because on my way to it, I actually called and he answered the phone at that time in the morning was my, uh, 
insurance agent, which he's actually a, a buddy of mine and I've never had to use insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm freaking out telling him, he says, Oh, I'll be there. Don't worry. And, and I wasn't there too long and he shows up and he just walked up, put his arm on my shoulder and he said, buddy, don't worry. You're taken care of. Everything will be okay. And after the fireman got everything put out and the sun started coming up and, he, you know, we, I walked in, kind of looked around. He says, here, let me take you to breakfast. So we went and sat down. He says, I just want you to know, hey, we're going to get you taken care of uh, by this time tomorrow. I will have you a check for half of your claim because I know this is a total loss and uh, we'll get you back up and going. And immediately I found in the strip center, there's another place open. And so I moved immediately in it. And it was by the end of that, a few days later, I was actually up and running again. Which is, that's, that is crazy to think about to me. I mean, I not, you weren't obviously up and running in the same spot. You found a new spot, but like to, pick up uproot and move a business to a new spot and be up in, in about a week. You know, how, I mean, were you working around the clock? Did you sleep at all that week? <laughs> I had a little sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think most of my sleep was actually, as I sit there trying to think about things, I just fall asleep. But, <laughs> but no, it, honestly, I didn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, I just said, Lord, if you want me to keep doing this, you're going to fix it. Everything's going to be okay. And, and I actually had people from the church I went to that morning showing up with shovels in their hands saying, hey, wow. who wants to help you? Is there anything we can do? And, you know, and I, I had customers that were showing up saying, what do we need to do to help you? Of course, there's nothing you can do at that point in time because they have to do the investigation before you can start cleaning things out. But it was just awesome. The community around here, my church and everybody who offered the help and it, it made me feel better about knowing, Hey, I'm doing the right thing by going forward with this. No, that's awesome. And I mean, that, that kind of speaks to, um, you know, just how cool it is to, to be in a small community. Like we, we, I, I'm from, I can't speak too closely to it cause I'm sitting here just a, a stone's throw from center city, Philadelphia, but I can imagine having that kind of reaction and, and support, um, just really, I, I mean, you said it, it kind of shows what, what it means to be in, in a small community, in a small town and, and, you know, being a business owner in a small town and just how tight knit the community is and how they can really rally around you in, in a time of need. Yeah. It, it makes you, it made me really realize way back then how important it is to be involved in the community. Uh, yes, you own a business and yes, you're here to make money, but you're not here to make your retirement off of oneself. Uh, you know, you want to help people and it is fun to help people. Uh, I still have fun doing this. There are times I get wore down, but it's still fun to me. But, but even, like I say, back then, it made me realize that how important it was to be involved in the community. And even today, uh, we do the fair every year, uh, at a big event for our county. And I will have people floods of people that come through there and they just smile and look at me and say, Hey, we remember when you first started <laughs> and, you know, and those people are telling people who are moving into the area, Hey, you need stuff done. Here's who you need to go see. So it's all about networking. It's all about taking care of, you know, you may sell one customer a 32 inch TV and make 10, 15 bucks on the stinking TV. <laughs> 
But years down the road, you're making a lot more because you took care of what they needed at that point in time. Is there, um, I mean, aside from, you know, benefiting from the fact you got to move into a new spot, is, is there any lessons you carried forward from that, that time that, you, you know, you still think about today that, that you could still apply to, to what you do today? Well, the biggest lesson I did learn is it's super important that you know your insurance company is going to be behind you. I mean, I hate yeah. to say it that way, but that is why I used uh, my buddy that was in insurance. That's why I used him because I knew that if I had something, which I never dreamed I would do it, that I thought, hey, if I ever need something, he's, he's local, he's here. He'll be able to help me through things. And my gosh, did I need him? And he came through with flying colors. Not to mention you also, I, I'm sure, checking to make sure wires are grounded. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, actually, I'm, I'm in a complex now that's sits out by a Walmart. It's the new part of town, we call it. The, you know, it's outside of Mountain Home, I mean, around the outskirts. But everything's moving out this way. And uh, it was funny because when we moved into this complex, I made the comment to my wife. I said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is hire the electrician to check the wiring in that place out. So, uh, but no, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a roller coaster over the last 24 years. Uh, there's been bad times, but there's been some awesome times. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in those valleys that makes, makes us stronger, especially in, as an independent retailer. Let's face it, it's, it's hard to be an independent. And when you go through those valleys, you will just stay strong and keep your beliefs, you know, uh, and keep moving forward. Hey, when you come out the other end, you're going to be a lot stronger. And you look back and you think, wow, I made it through that storm and you're ready for the next one. But hey, listen, just enjoy the good times right now. No, that's awesome. And I think a perfect way to, to kind of put a bow on it. So I, I appreciate, you know, Brad, you taking the time this morning and, and checking in with us and uh, sharing your story, a lot, a lot of great things to you know learn and, and take out of this. So I, I appreciate you sharing it, having the availability and and uh, you know interest in coming on. And hopefully we'll catch up soon. I, I know you know we've got Nashville here in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll see you there. We'll we'll see what it's like. And uh, you know I, I just appreciate it and and hope to to catch up down the line. And obviously you know continue to wish you continued success in, in what you guys are doing. Well, thank you very much. And I, I do look so forward to seeing everybody at prime time because that personal contact with the vendors and then and, and the folks that we, you know, we meet, it's just, it's so awesome. And it's been so horrible this last year and a half not to be able to be face to face. These, you know, here we are talking to each other on a box, you know, I, I hate <laughs> that. And I, mean, I don't hate it, but it's just person's a lot better. <laughs> it and, is uh, not the same for sure. And I will, I will tell people that when you do get to the prime time, uh, talk to these people, talk to the vendors, because you get that personal relationship going with these different vendors, and it helps so much. Uh, Jim Mayo with Samsung, man, after I sat down with him, I wasn't, I was not even thinking really, I was anti-Samsung. And after sitting down with him and hearing all the new stuff he was doing, Hey, that's what started my my Samsung trail right now. So I will tell people show up at prime time, talk to those vendors, get to know them, get relationships going, and just enjoy it. That's awesome. Well, look forward to you know seeing you there then, and and you know making some new connections. So I, I appreciate it, and I you know look look forward to talking again soon. Thank you.
awesome. And thank you again to Brad for taking time and chatting with us and uh, just opening the door and, and telling us a, a lot about his business and you know what he went through, what it was like to experience that uh, incredibly you know awful situation so early on as a business owner and uh, but also just about his resilience and resiliency and just to his um, you know what, what he was able to do to to get back up and running so quickly and how he leaned on his community and they came out to support him just a great story um, you know one that could have ended a lot differently but uh, here we are today thankfully and have him as a member and one that can you know talk to some of the great things he's got going on so Appreciate him you know, taking the time to chat with us. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we will catch you next time.